Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Welcome to this Monday edition of TC Live on the Tennis Channel. We've got tennis alive around the clock. We're like a Manhattan diner here. It is nonstop, 24-hour service as we've got action going on in Asia, in Europe, and in the United States. We will catch you up on everything going on as we get set here. There's a pregame show tonight. We're going to get you set for the nightcaps in San Diego. We'll give you highlights, interviews, analysis from all the tennis happening all around the world so far today. Plus, Jim Currier had a chance to talk to arguably the GOAT, Roger Federer, at the Labor Cup in Boston. We'll bring you that interview, what Fed said about where things are with him, and the best of the best, Labor Cup edition, coming up right at you. Welcome into our studio here in Santa Monica, Rob Simulcare, working with Jimmy Arias for the first time and Taylor Townsend. This is fun for me. I mean, I get to sit here and watch you play so many times, watch you play back in the day. This is a good time. Great to be with you guys. Great to be here, actually. I don't know who we're supposed to start talking first when he throws it that way. So we'll have to figure that I'll out. I'll just look. If I'm looking at you, you talk. I talk. That, that Great works, to be here as well. well. I watched Taylor play a few years ago, and she beat my student, Jesse Pagula. Actually, that's sort of ironic because that's one of the first things I'm going to talk about. But awesome. Go well, we got San Diego coming up in a little while. A couple of locals, Jimmy, playing in San Diego. It should be a fun couple of matches to watch. Yeah, this is San Diego against Italy. Yes. And Italy's had a pretty good season so far this year, but so has San Diego. Nakashima playing beautifully so far this year, a youngster up-and-coming American. And Taylor Fritz hasn't played well recently. He's lost five of his last six matches, but he's got a nice draw here against a guy who hasn't won since 1980. When we do it live, I'll go to you first on that, and then I'll go to you on the okay. San Diego setup. Okay, so good. you'll be the first person to comment since okay. I'm coming to you on the San Diego Perfect. Thing. Exactly. That's better yep. balance. I don't want to stay with you that long. Um, all right. So, meanwhile, this is not the only tournament going on in the United States. They're back in Chicago after playing an earlier pre-U.S. Open 250. The ladies are back. And Klim, Kim Kleisters is back, the six-time Grand Slam champion, continuing her comeback tour in Chicago first round against Sue Shang. And who's taking this? Because I don't have it on my list. This is Taylor. This is Taylor on the house. This is me, right? This is the, uh, yep, thank you, the highlight of so the yeah, this. this is me over this okay. for Hall of Fame ceremony. So back in 2017, she was inducted to the Hall of Fame. And here she is, first round in this WTA 500 against Sue A. And this is Taylor, yep. Yeah, she did a great job of trying to come in and close the net. But Sue just gets too many balls back. Kim had to really kind of get outside of her comfort zone in order to be able to win points. She was trying to attack off of the return of serve and get Sue off the court. And those tactics worked, but she was just making a few too many unforced errors. And she just doesn't have the match fitness and the match toughness to be able to last in these three set matches. So hopefully she's able to keep going. But she did a great job in the second set of recovering. She was doing the surf plus one great. Her backhand started firing and really started opening up the court. And her strategy started that she was trying to implement in the first set started to work in the second. 
but I think Sue Wade just was able to kind of outlast her, outmaneuver her. And like I said, Kim just hasn't really been able to play a lot of matches. So the fitness is a huge part when you haven't been on tour for a long time. So she's frustrated, but it is what it is. Versus Sue Wei Shea, who plays a lot of matches. You look up, every time you look up, she's playing somewhere. So right. very fit, very ready. And Shea gets the win in three sets. So she battled Kim Kleister did, Kim Kleister's did here, but she goes down in the first round. And Jimmy, you look at Kim Kleister's and her comeback. This is everything she's done since she started coming back, back in 2020. And you see, you know, it's been a struggle, not an easy thing to come back after having kids and obviously a long time off since 2012. Not too many people come back two or three times. Kim mm -hmm. Kleister's is one of those people that seems to be able to come back. She hasn't had a win yet in this latest comeback, but she's winning sets. She needs to get a few more matches under her belt, obviously, and I think she probably will start winning again. Well, Taylor, you can certainly speak to being a player on tour, having kids, trying to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. What are your thoughts about getting back on tour? I mean, my biggest thing is time, honestly. Like, I wanted to give myself the time to be able to really train hard. Well, first, enjoy being a new mom and not feeling like I had to rush and then having the time to be able to really train hard and go back. And when I'm back on tour, like, I feel like I can win. And I'm in that place where, you know, I know I can compete at the highest level. So that was my main thing. All right. Back to the courts we go. Let's take a look at other matches in Chicago. Right, we're back to Chicago here. Jesse Pagula made it to the third round in New York, taking on Magdalena Freck, a qualifier. Jesse Pagula has played brilliantly so far this year, winning so many matches. She's not losing to players that she's supposed to beat. And this was one of those instances in the first round playing a qualifier in Freck. First round and Pagula takes the first set 6-3 and sort of continued to roll from there as far as I know. I'm going to find out in a second when I see the, the scores. But she has gotten so much better athletically in the last couple of years. Pagula. She always hit the ball beautifully, always hit it big, flat, hard. She's starting to move well. She's starting to defend well when, she's eight, when she needs to. And that's made all the difference in the world. She keeps winning matches, gets through comfortably today. Madison Keys, meanwhile, trying to bounce back off of her first round loss to Sloane Stevens at the U.S. Open, taking on Sasnovich. Yeah, this isn't an easy match at all. I played Sasevich in the second round of Wimbledon, and she's a very tricky player because she hits really flat. She kind of throws a lot of things at you, and you don't really have a lot of rhythm. You get a lot of mistakes, but you get winners. And you don't really yep. know what's happening. Um, but we see that Madison is having a medical timeout with her shoulder, and that's not a good sign because she's had a couple of surgeries on her shoulder, so hopefully she's fine. But we know that she retired in the second set, and Magla uh, Sasnovich was just trying to make her play one more ball every time. So Madison, you can tell that she just didn't have a lot of velocity on her serve, which she counts a lot on for free points, and she was just able to. She just wasn't able to continue. So hopefully she's all right and she's able to get ready for Indian Wells. All right, so Keys retires down a set and a break in the second set, and you see that shoulder continues to be an issue. Have any word? I know I'm not supposed to break in or I won't normally, but do we have word on what it is with her? Shoulder? Is it just tendonitis or is there something else? Here's Karatsev. I know you've yep, No problem. San Diego. The men are in San Diego. Aslan Karatsev and Federic, Federico Del Bonas. And Karatsev had an amazing start to this year, obviously, as a qualifier at the Australian Open. He makes a run to the semifinals. He looked like a top 10 player for about the first six months of the year. He started to 
come back a little bit to reality as the year has worn on. He's lost a few of his latest matches, but won the first set easily against Delbonis. Delbonis is a guy who tends to only like playing on clay, mm -hmm. even though he's about six foot five. His service toss goes to the moon. I don't have any idea. I'm not going to say that, <laughs> but it's ridiculous, the rhythm on his serve. And Karatsev, so much power from the back of the court, and maybe he's going to start another run of confidence. All right, Karatsev, yeah, he was 5-10 and 10, uh, in his last 15 on tour coming into that, but he gets the win. Where do you want to go from here? Mm-hmm. So yes. maybe I won't Didn't, say that. Exactly, because then the we, we won't be redundant. Exactly. Yeah, just sort of stick to that, and then we'll okay. say, you know, got off to a hot start. Didn't hear much from him over the summer. Mm -hmm. Didn't really factor in much at the Open. What? How did he do at the Open? I think he won a couple matches, actually. Actually, I got to look, yeah. He won a couple matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fonini Nakashima. Okay, great. <laughs> yes, thank you for that. Yeah, let me see the highlights of uh, the next segment. Oh, thank you. Just Third round loss to Brooksby. That's right, in like a long match, correct? <laughs> I might have. Left side it's ridiculous. Okay. My favorite, my favorite comment I made in, uh, in the U.S. Open qualifying, I called the qualies, was I actually caused this guy to make the quarters, I think. He, he beat Ben Shelton, second round qualies. I called the match Van der Sandschloop. And I said, oh it's a shame that... Then, you know, the young American had a break in the third, and it's also a shame that I may still have to say the name of the loop again. <laughs> you and a few okay, other sorry. people. All right, here's, this is you, Jimmy. Rogers Cabrera. Shelby Rogers, who's coming off of quarters of U.S. Open, mm -hmm. right? Um, the big win over Ash Barty. Yep. Big win over Ash Barty. Playing a qualifier. Dictating. Tell me about her game, Taylor. She just hits big groundies, right, and serves pretty big. She's... Yeah. No, no, I'm just asking Taylor, so when I say that's what she does. Pretty yeah, much, right? no, she tries to dictate with the forehand, but, I mean, she's gotten in the best shape of her life, and now mm -hmm. the movement has just, like you said with Jess, that's has just, just yeah. taken her game to the next, next level, level because she's able to last in the point. Okay. Ila Tomjanovic taking on Vondrusova. This will be all Taylor. <laughs> got it. Marqueta. She's got a lot of confidence being... After making it to the gold medal round for the yep. Olympics, yep. Tommy Anovich has been playing really well yeah, too. She has. But Vondrosova was too much. And Tommy Anovich doesn't really like playing lefties. I know that from experience. You would know that. You would know that, yes. <laughs> I, I like that line. That is good. Yes. I'm always trying to get lefties to use their leftiness. Straight yeah. sets. You actually do it well. Straight sets. All right, this is back to, oh, this is Sophia, right? Yep. This is Sophia okay. and mm -hmm. Benoit Pair, who you're not sure what you're going to get from minute to minute, day to day. <laughs> Today he decided he wanted to play. 
and came out. I think. I think he's the one who wins this. If I read it right. His shirt says "Be normal." Huh? His shirt says "Be normal." Really? I got it right here. Yep. Where? That's ironic. I think right here on the. I wish we'd show it. He's not normal. <laughs> exactly. It's ironic. Um, but maybe today he was normal. He won the first set, six-four, a normal set. <laughs> Davidovich Fokina is another guy that can be temperamental at times. Mm. It's the ball. And welcome to a Monday edition of TC Live on the Tennis Channel. We have around-the-clock live tennis this week from all around the world. It is nonstop. We're like a Manhattan diner, always open, as the chase for the championships continues in Asia, in Europe, and in the United States. Two tournaments going on, one in Chicago with the women and in San Diego for the men. Today on TC Live, we'll give you highlights, interviews, analysis from all the tennis. There's a lot of it going on around the world. Plus, Jim Courier had a chance to talk to Roger Federer at the Labor Cup in Boston. We check in with where Fed is on his recovery and hopefully return to the court. And speaking of the Labor Cup, best of the best. We'll take you through some of the best shots in that awesome event in Boston. Hey, everybody. Welcome into TC Live. Studios in Santa Monica. I'm Rob Similcare. He is 80s legend Jimmy Arias, and she is new mom. And of course, wait for her to get back on the tour. Taylor Townsend. Great to have you guys. Great to work with you guys. This is a, a new pairing. Taylor, your second time here on Tennis Channel. How's it feel? It feels great. Hashtag TT on TC. Follow that hashtag TT <laughs> on TC. I like it very much. Yeah. The mom, getting ready. We, we'll talk to you later about getting you back on the court. We can't wait to see you back. And meanwhile, Jimmy, a lot going on here. We got some action from San Diego just down the road from here in a little while as we see a couple of local kids, Americans playing down there. It's like U.S. versus Italy in San Diego. Well, it's not just U.S. versus Italy. It's San Diego versus Italy. And I'm looking forward to both of these matches. Brandon Nakashima bursting onto the scene really this summer with back-to-back finals. He's got Fabio Fonini. You don't know what you're going to get from Fonini day to day. We'll see. And then Taylor Fritz, who hasn't played that well recently against a qualifier, Caruso from Italy as well. I like Fritz's chances at his hometown to get that match finished. Okay, well, that's coming up after TC Live. But first, let's take you to Chicago. They're back in Chicago. The women are. They played there before the U.S. Open. They're back now for a WTA 500-level event. And Kim Kleister is returning, continuing her comeback tour as she gets back on the court in Chicago, taking on Sue Shea. And this is a, a tough matchup for Kleister's Taylor. Obviously, Shea, a woman who plays a lot of tennis, of course, it was back in 2017 that Kleisters was inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame, deservedly so, a six-time Grand Slam champion. You see her there with pictures of her kids, and now she's back on the court. Not an easy. You don't get to call a Hall of Famers match very much, but here she is, Taylor. Yeah, I think that it's great to see her out, first of all. I mean, she's been trying, but with the pandemic and everything being so sporadic, like, it's great to see her back. But you can see the strategy that she was trying to implement. She was trying to get ahead in the point super quick, attack Sue off the return of serve, get in, use her powerful ground strokes to redirect. But she was just making a couple of unforced errors. I just think that's due to just not having a lot of matches. But Sue was moving the ball around the court and using the angles, which is what she does the best, probably one of the best players on tour to do it. But Kim started using her serve plus one really well. And I think that she did a great job of continuing to step into the court and wasn't afraid to move in. 
but Su Wei just kept the ball coming back, coming back, and this is one of the situations where you just haven't played a lot of matches and you don't have the match toughness, and the match fitness is totally different. You can do everything in the gym, but when you get out on the court, it's totally different. But Sue Wei just was able to stay tough, and I think that she did a great job of being resilient after having so many chances in the second set, but it's a good win for her, but a good match for Kim. All right, so Kim Kleister falls in three sets to Shea, and look at Kim Kleister's comeback since 2012. Here it is in the last 18 months. All losses, Jimmy, but this is a tough, tough comeback. It's so difficult to make a comeback, especially with as much time off as she's had. She is starting to win sets, at least the last two matches. She's getting a set. She's going to keep improving. She just needs matches. At some point, she's got to be playing matches. As Taylor said, practice is different. It doesn't matter how intense you try to be in practice. A match with adrenaline flowing is a different feel. You can see, Taylor, she still hits the ball very crisply. Yeah. And, you know, this coming back from motherhood is, is something we can talk to you about. Obviously, you've got a six-month-old at home, by the way. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And I hope the sleep is going well it there. Is. But talk about your thoughts about getting back on tour and sort of what it takes from preparation to training and ultimately match play. Ooh, y'all. This, <laughs> this, this road is difficult, but honestly, like, going through this whole process is making me appreciate everything that we do on the court so much more, but it's, it's tough, and she hasn't played since 2012. Like, that's a long time. I haven't played since U.S. Open of 2020, so it's totally different <laughs> for the two. But, I mean... There's the things that happen with your body, the changes that go on mentally, physically, you have kids, you, have, you don't want to be away from them. So it's a lot of different elements that come in. But I just honestly applaud her for trying and going out there and playing against players who are at a different level than she, that she was playing when she retired. So, I mean, the people she lost to are not scrubs by any means necessary. So she's doing a great job of getting sets off of them, but she just needs matches. All right, well. Matches are what you need to play well. And let's take a look at more matches from Chicago. Jessie Pagula, she's had herself a solid summer taking on a qualifier, Magdalena Freck. She's had an amazing year, Jessie Pagula. Seated again in this tournament now as the ranking keeps climbing. And a lot of it is because she's not losing to players ranked lower than her. She just keeps winning matches every single tournament, every week. She's always hit the ball great, Pagula. Hit it flat, hit it very hard. Didn't move that well, didn't last in matches quite as well, and that was one of the reasons she was ranked a lot lower. But all of a sudden, she's able to defend, and she's able to steal some points against some of the big hitters. And you can see it in this point that we just showed you. She was what I like to call a rat in that point. She's digging out shots that she normally wouldn't, and she just ran away with the second set. 6-3, 6-love, an easy win for Pagula. She's moving on. All right, so Pagula moves on in Chicago. Meanwhile, the last time we saw Madison Keys was that first-round primetime matchup against Sloane Stevens. She's back in action here against Sasnovich. Yeah, Madison's had a kind of a tough summer because she just haven't, hasn't had a lot of matches to play. And then the U.S. Open was really promising. She was finally healthy, and then she drew Sloan, which was a tough match. But we can tell that she just hasn't really had a lot of match play, and she's just really not confident in her game right now. And we see that she's getting a medical on the shoulder, which is kind of concerning because she hasn't. she's had surgeries a couple of times on that shoulder. But Sasnovich did a great job of just staying in the moment, just making her play another ball and not worrying about Madison, you know, being injured. But we can see that Madison lost tons of velocity on her serve, which she relies heavily on to win points. And you can just tell that she wasn't feeling it. So hopefully she's fine and she gets healthy for Indian Wells because we really want to see her doing great. Hate to see Madison Keys having to retire, but the shoulder looks like it was the issue. And 
She heads off. Meanwhile, back down to San Diego, we'll look. And Jimmy Aslan Karatsev got off to a great start this year, the Russian did. He struggled a bit since then. He has, but he's an amazing player. I don't, I don't know exactly what he did during the COVID break, but he was 200 to 700 in the world for his whole life. And then all of a sudden he's come on this year and been a really almost a top 15 player. And he hits huge off both wings, forehand and backhand. He can hit a winner at any point in time. I've talked to some of the older Russian players. They tell me they always expected this from Karatsev, and it's finally all come together. It's sort of 28 years old. He's figured it out. He's had a little bit of a tough go lately, and he's playing Del Bonus, who's more of a clay court player, even though he's six foot five inch lefty. You would think he'd like a fast court. He doesn't. He needs a little time to hit his ground strokes and a little time to hit his serve because he tosses it up about 15 feet in the air. All those things equal to Karatsev straight set win. And Taylor Karatsev was, you know, hot early in the year. Then he, he hit some struggles, went 5-10 and 10 at one point. Now seems to be coming back into form. What, what, what goes through, you know, 28 years old, you know, not, not a 20-year-old. What, what yeah. is the mindset for a, for a player at that age trying to find form again? Well, like Jimmy said, he's been in that range where he's had to grind through futures and challengers and some pro tournaments, but really just hadn't had that consistency on the ATP Tour. But... He's doing great. Like, I love watching him play because it's so simple and he looks so calm all the time and everything just looks so effortless. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's difficult. And, honestly, tennis is such a confident sport, so anything can click at a moment. And over the pandemic, he probably just had the opportunity to really just dig into some of the patterns that kind of break down in his matches and really get them solid. So it showed, and it's great that he was able to implement those in-match play qualify and then make it to the semifinals of his first slam ever so it was great one of the things i think he did is he played a bunch of utr pro tournaments Mm -hmm. just played matches against players that were a little lower than him but he kept winning and winning and winning and you get used to winning and i think that's he came on the tour and all of a sudden he was accustomed to winning and his calves are about the size of everyone else's thighs (laughs) so that has to be some sort of advantage at the very least, it's impressive. Yeah. I've got to be intimidating. I have to talk about it. I'm so impressed. All right. Well, remember, we're taking you to the bottom of the hour where we're going to go back down to San Diego, where we will have a doubleheader. A couple of Americans, locals, Brandon Nakashima from San Diego, taking on Fabio Fornini. Back with more TC Live coming up in a minute. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. The year and it is back with a special fall edition. For the first time, Tennis Channel has exclusive live coverage of the BMP Paribas Open from first ball to the singles final in Indian Wells. It's the ATP and WTA in action from Indian Wells beginning Wednesday, October 6th with Tennis Channel Live starting off every day at 1 o'clock. Eastern time, and Jimmy can't wait to see Indian Wells back in action. A little odd to have it in the fall, but I, I think everybody's excited to get back down there. Very odd to have it in the fall. I'm so accustomed. It was one of my favorite tournaments, obviously, beautiful place in the spring. It's going to be a little hotter 
It's always quick conditions because the air is light. With that extra bit of heat, it's going to be even a little bit quicker. So we'll see how the players handle it. But it's great to have Indian Wells back on the calendar. It sure is. And so, meanwhile, back on the calendar as well as Chicago. Chicago back on the calendar. We'll head back there now. This is a women's event, 500 points at stake. Danielle Collins taking on Kirsten Flipkins. Yeah, Collins clipped the flipper. She, uh, she got her, <laughs> but it's great to see Kirsten back out. She got injured very badly, like rolled her ankle or something in Australia, and she hasn't played since. So it's great to see her back out playing and healthy. But Danielle Collins is just too match tough right now. She's just on autopilot. She really is just clear about what she wants to do, and is just executing on the highest level. So we can just see her dictating play with her big ground strokes. Kirsten Flipkins is almost outside of the camera, just defending and trying to get another ball back. So this is an ideal match for Collins. She just wants to dictate, and that's what she was able to do. And she's serving a lot better, which I'm really impressed with. She's able to really get some free points off of her serve. But it's great to see her get that win. So Collins, the straight set victory. Meanwhile, Shelby Rogers had the biggest win of her career at the U.S. Open, taking down Ash Barty back in action against Lizette Cabrera. Made a run to the quarterfinals at that U.S. Open and sort of keeping that confidence going against the young Aussie qualifier. Shelby, a little nervous to start in the first set, but once she got her feet under in this match, it was all Rogers'. She's got the big serve, big forehand, good ground strokes, starting to move better and better. Is getting so confident now. So Shelby Rogers, look out for her. She's another player that's sort of on the rise. Gets through this one easily in straight sets. Solid ground strokes from Rogers. Ayla Tomjanovic in action in Chicago as well, taking on the Olympic sensation Marketa Vondrusova. Yeah, Isla's had a great summer. It finally has been breaking through after having some years where she just kind of hovered in that 80 to 70 range. But Vondrusova has got kind of revived and has gotten her game back since getting to the gold medal round and ultimately getting a silver medal in the Olympics. But Isla does not really like playing lefties, and Vondrusova, I think she knew that and has was using her serve to get her off of the court and was attacking her off of the ground. And you can see her just hitting that body serve, and Isla's not able to swing freely, and the, the next point and the next ball is just easy money. So it's good to see her doing well, and I'm glad Isla's doing well as well. You lefties all know the ones who don't like to play lefties, don't you? You talk yeah. in the locker room. All right, to Europe now, Sophia Benoit Pair taking on Davidos Fokina. And Benoit Pair, you never know what you're going to get from him match to match, day to day, even set to set. And today he came to play. Benoit Pair with a beautiful, he's got a great two-handed backhand, incredible athlete, volleys very well. His second serve and his forehand when things are going bad are extremely poorly hit at times. And this match, Pair showed his athletic ability, never really faltered, stayed through, stayed tough, stayed mentally engaged throughout the entire match, and it was Davidovich Fokina who sort of relented in the end, a couple of unforced errors to finish it, and Pear gets through in straight sets, starting to play well again. All right, so he moves on in Sofia, and meanwhile, we talked about all the tennis going on. Check this out. We start tonight, and this is just tennis going all night long. You see it from three different continents, and, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy, you, you look at the bottom of this, Andy Murray and Kenny Shikori, that's a, a match I think a lot of folks are looking forward to. Murray, of course, had that dramatic matchup against Tsitsipas in New York. That's number one in the world against number four in the world, former, and they both need a wild card to get into a 250. Having said that, they're both still very good players, and they both can have their moments. That's an exciting match at the end of the day, certainly. And Sloan Stevens back in action as well. Stevens, 
Her U.S. Open, I think, she might consider a disappointment, got, got, got into a couple of wins, but yeah. then ended up dropping it. What do you look from her this week? Yeah, I mean, I'm so happy to see her doing well. She's been playing a lot better. And over the year, you can kind of have progressively seen her get better and better and better each match, still making some unforced errors, but her confidence just kept rising and rising every match and every tournament. And she's been very transparent about how she's felt like, I just want to continue to build and continue to build and get better. And we can see that happening. So I'm really happy for her. So she should have a great great tournament and you know being having Kamal Murray was her ex-coach and being in a place where she's comfortable and familiar she trained a lot in Chicago she loves the city that's my city so she should be she should do well on the south side of Chicago that's where they're playing Kamal Murray putting on another great event there all right when we come back we head just down the road from Santa Monica in San Diego we got a double header coming up two local kids Brandon Nakashima and Taylor Fritz in action back with more TC live in a minute Yesterday in Boston, it was Europe finishing off the near sweep of Team World in the Labor Cup. Rublev and Zverev, the doubles win there. It was really the tie breaks that killed Team World. Rublev and, Rublev and Zverev win it there. Roger Federer was there. He had a chance to talk to our Jim Curry. Obviously, we want to know about the knee. We know you had another yep. surgery this summer. Can you update us on it and, and when we can see you next on the court, hopefully? Yeah, I mean, it was a, a, a tough process to, to take that decision just because I've had already a couple of knee surgeries last year. And I was really unhappy with how things went at Wimbledon. You know, I was just no, nowhere near where I wanted to be to play at the top, top level. But I tried my best, look, and at the end, at some point, too much is too much. So now I just got to take it step by step. I got to first walk again properly, run properly, then do the side steps and all the agility work. And then eventually I'm going to be back on the tennis court, but it's going to take me a few more months, you know, and then we'll see how things are at some point next year. But uh, I got to take my time. I don't want to rush into anything at this point. I want to, this is also for my life. You know, I want to make sure I can do everything I want to do later on. And it's, there's no rush with anything. So I'm actually in a really good place. I think the worst is behind me. I, took the time and uh, I don't know just I'm just really in a good place I'm really happy and guys you could just tell from watching how much it meant to the players to the fans to everyone to have Roger Federer at the Laver Cup obviously he couldn't play he's recovering from a surgery that was just a few months ago but Jimmy you know what do you think it added to the event just to have him well obviously first of all it's his event so I think he want he's going to want to be involved for years and years to come he'd rather be playing but at some point, he's going to have to end up not being a player, and maybe he'll be one of the captains of the thing. He's the greatest of all time, really, in a lot of ways. I've never seen a player so beloved for so long by so many people and seems to love competing. Every tennis player's a little nuts. It's so much pressure. There's so much emotions. And he's the one guy that's always been so calm, so collected, doesn't seem to phase him. He loves competing. He loves playing. It's really, he's a remarkable athlete. Yeah, everybody loves him, honestly. I mean, he's just, it speaks to the character as well of him showing up. You know, it's always tough to be somewhere and you can't play, especially when you were a player. But for him to support the younger guys and the younger generation coming up, I think it's amazing. And it really speaks to his character and his involvement in the sport. He loves the game of tennis. So his, he, him just wanting to be around just shows that really a lot. And um, I think everyone was really happy to see him there as well. Jimmy, he was clearly in really good spirits in that conversation with Jim Courier. 
talking about feeling good, working his way back. But, you know, he's 40 years old. So the expectations, I think, for all of us have to be somewhat limited. What's funny is he's 39 years old. And he loses at Wimbledon in the quarters, and he's disappointed that he's at 39, <laughs> that he only made the quarters. I, I played so badly. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. No one makes quarters at 39. So he's a little next-level kind of guy. I hope he can come back. I'm not sure he can. Three knee surgeries at his age, that's not going to be easy, but we'll see. Well, he'll play a big part in the sport no matter what, as you can see from all the players at the Labor Cup. Let's take a look at the social net and what's going on around the sport of tennis. And we start with Fed in Boston getting a little swag on his way out the door. A Bruins jersey. I don't know if he's a hockey fan. You know, the Swiss are pretty good at hockey, but he looks good with that jersey. We'll see if he ice skates enough to be on the team. I don't know what they're going to do with that jersey, but it's nice to see him at least with that Boston Bruins jersey. Yeah, he looks good with that. I could see him maybe putting on some skates, and who knows, maybe it's another career for him playing a little hockey. And this, of course, some big news. Ash Barty, world number one, announcing she will not be playing uh, at Indian Wells, Taylor. And this is disappointing for the folks in Southern California, but understandable. She's had a very busy year. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly not surprised. She has not gone home or has not stopped playing since Australian Open. So at some point, the body just kind of wears down and the mind wears down. And I'm sure that she's tired. I mean, she's been playing a lot. And let's not discount that she's won a slam. She's won Masters 1000s tournament, so she's been doing amazing. So I'm sure that she's ready for some rest. And we all know, Jimmy, what a big deal the Australian Open is to Australian players. There's a long quarantine that you have to go through just to get back into Australia. I'm sure her mind, you got to figure, is really looking forward to Melbourne. Of course, and look, she's a player that can take a long break and still come back and play well, as she's shown you before in her, in her career. She even quit the sport for a little while, came back and got even better. So I think she needs the rest. As I said earlier, Roger Federer is the only guy I've seen that enjoys the tour so much. He doesn't seem to feel the pressure as much as everybody else. Everyone else needs a break. Ash Barty needs a break. All right, well, we're going to need to take a break at Tennis Channel Live here. But remember, we've got a lot more tennis coming at you starting at 1 a.m. Eastern time. So grab your coffee. Don't think you're going to get much sleep if you want to watch tennis. We go from there to Sofia, to Chicago, TC Live back here at 5 o'clock Pacific time, and then San Diego nonstop tennis on Tennis Channel. More TC Live coming up.
big hitting there. Are you kidding me? Oh my goodness. Mark that down for best of the best. from Zverev there. Oh, wow. That was way out of the top drawer. What a shot from Rublev. Those are some hot shots at the Labor Cup and the hot shot for today in San Diego, the British doubles pair of Joel Salisbury and Neil Skupski in the near court. Yeah, this is one of those doubles points that you love to see. Athletic reflexes back and forth, and it's Skupski in the end with the finishing volley as Salisbury made a great dig there. 15-40. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the doubles points where it's just like, this has everything that you that you want in doubles. So, I mean, it's kind of the epitome where everything is moving quick. You have to react. You have to see the ball. And that's why I love playing doubles. That's why I love watching doubles. <laughs> it is a lot of fun to watch. All right, we're going to watch some singles tonight from San Diego. A good-looking doubleheader coming at you. Some American men in action. Brandon Nakashima taking on Fabio Fonini. And then the nightcap will be Taylor Fritz taking on another Italian, Salvatore Caruso. And let's talk about Nakashima Fonini for a second. We've, we've seen a lot of Brandon Nakashima on Tennis Channel this summer. Couple of finals in Cabo, in Atlanta. What do you see in his game right now? He, of course, had the upset win over Isner in the first round of the U.S. Open, then bowed out in the second round. What do you look for for him tonight? What I see is someone that's incredibly solid. He does everything pretty well. Not a huge weapon yet, but I think his serve... Doesn't look huge, but he gets a lot of free points with it. His return of serve is excellent. That's the reason why he got past Isner, because he can make returns. I don't care how big you serve, he makes returns. That's not going to help him against Fonini. Everybody makes returns against Fonini. He's going to have to win rallies. He's got a very solid game. It should be a great match. You never know what you're going to get from Fonini. He might come into the match not feeling like playing today. He might come into the match playing remarkably well. So it's a little bit up to Fonini in some ways. You're going to have the very solid Nakashima at home, however. I'm going to disagree with you. He has an unbelievable backhand. He does have a great backhand. His backhand is so good, and he redirects it 
anywhere in the court. He can do angles. He can do down the line. So I think that's one of the great things because typically the guys have huge forehands and they're looking to end the points with the forehand. But you can't attack him off of the backhand side, which I think makes it difficult for players to win points against him. Um, but he's gotten so much better with his movement and just being solid. And I think competing and feeling like he can really beat these guys, which is a huge part of the game of tennis just in general, is being able to feel like I can compete with anybody on the other side of the net. So I think it's going to be a great match. I stand corrected. Sorry, I just had to say I stand corrected. (laughs) Taylor's only been on twice in her life, and I'm already, you know, right. Backhand is excellent. It is an excellent backhand, and I'm not not sure he runs around it necessarily, but the players are walking out now. We see Fonini and Nakashima getting ready to play down in San Diego, and so we will send it down there in a minute. Mark Knowles will be joining Jimmy Arias to call that match. The San Diego Open coming up in just a minute. You've been watching TC Live. Enjoy the matches.